Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson. Once an athlete, always an athlete. Once an athlete's mission is to provide resources and support for current and former athletes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. In this podcast with Danica, we will be discussing how cheerleading in college was different than high school, and we'll be talking about her podcast after the athlete. Okay, I have Danica Caruso here. Danica did cheerleading throughout college at Colorado State University. She graduated with her degree in business marketing with a minor in sport management in 2020. She is currently working in digital marketing. Danica is a host on the podcast called After the Athlete. She lives in Fort Collins, Colorado, where she loves to go hiking and be outdoors. She also enjoys running and is currently training for a full marathon. In her free time, she's um, enjoying the outdoors and um, working out at F45. She loves to bake and cook, and Danica is engaged to her fiancé, Reed, and she has a golden retriever girl named Charlie. So thank you for being on this podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, Of course. I love what you're doing with the After the Athlete uh, podcast, which we will talk a little about a little bit more um, throughout this, and um, I love that you all met at F45. Um, (laughs) I feel like that's a a retired athlete, um, a great gym to go to. Oh, yeah, it's like having a team again. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we're just going to jump right into it. So what were your days like um, as a kid being involved with dance, gymnastics, and competitive cheer? Um, I mean, it definitely was a lot starting young. Um, I mean, I started at zero. My dad was my gymnastics coach, so he got me going right away. Um, I could do a somersault before I could walk, basically. Um, <laughs> and so, But it always kept me busy, and, I mean, I liked that as a kid. Um, and, you know, it teaches you a lot outside of just sports and developing those skills. It's a lot of, like, discipline and time management, um, like going through even elementary school. Um, so it was always busy, um, but, it, you know, I really enjoyed it. So I don't really know exactly how – is what did dance go into gymnastics and then that went into competitive cheer? Like how, how was the, um, like, timeline on that? Yeah, so I did um, – I would say I started gymnastics first at, you know, the age of, like, one. Um, and then I started dancing at probably three years old. So I did those two simultaneously um, from two to three years old um, up until almost all the way through elementary school. Um, and then starting in about middle school, um, I took a break. I quit gymnastics, quit dance, and then didn't really know what to do. And I was trying, like, acro and um, tumbling and tramp and those kinds of things, um, and then got introduced into competitive cheer and then continued competitive cheer until college. Did any of your teammates in gymnastics or dance do the same thing? They um, did. I mean, I think that it happened a lot that people would do both of them, um, both the sports, and then... We also saw a lot of gymnasts transition to cheer, too. Okay, cool. So when you went to college, it was different. So how was your college cheer different than your competitive cheer in high school? Um, It was, I mean, completely polar opposites. Because when I was in um, competitive cheer, you know, I never cheered, like never did a cheer in my life. Um, 
never cheered for a team. It was all competitive based. It was like kind of like when you go to like club soccer or that kind of a thing. Um, so we would have just like a two minute and 30 second routine that we would compete with. And that's all we did. So that's what you practice for and everything. And then you just compete. You're not on a sideline or anything like that. Um, so then it was very different um, when I got to college, but I loved it. Um, I loved the game day aspect again, and it was really fun getting to cheer for, you know, like a Division One school like that. Yeah, that's really cool. And you you had a lot of training and um, a lot of work to do in, um, like, how many hours a day would you say that you spent, like, working out and, like, practicing and doing, like, cheer-related things in college? Um. So we would have practice um, every other day and then workouts, morning workouts on the days that we didn't have that. Um, so that, I mean, between that and, um, you know, like weekend games, weekday games on the same days of practices, um, I would say at least like 20, 25 hours. The commitment is no joke for um, for that. Oh, yeah, just the athlete as a whole. Exactly. Um, so there were um, you and Brooke and Lexi got together at F45, and you guys um, started talking about how you were athletes in college and or um, just in the past you were athletes, and you um, you started talking about like how you were going through the same things with the transition out of sports. So um, I love that about your podcast for um, that's how you started the After the Athlete um, podcast. So what is one of your favorite podcasts so far from After the Athlete? Oh, man. Um, I would say, honestly, probably our guest episode that we did um, with Jackie Island, who is also a coach with F45, but she's in a different state. Um, that was really fun to bring on a guest like that and to talk. We talked about body image, um, which I think is probably one of the most widespread concerns from that transition of being an athlete to not. And um, we could go about it, you know, and talk about it for days. Um, so that one was really fun. Oh, yeah. Um, so you guys go into like a certain topic at a time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our first couple episodes were kind of the main transition, kind of the background of us, but yeah, we talk um different topics every time. Okay, awesome. I I love that you guys go into the details. Um yeah. So, do you when you were in college, um and you have your business marketing degree with a minor in sport management. So, mm -hmm. um do you feel like you would have done a different degree if you weren't a student athlete? Um, I don't think so. And so what happened is I didn't even think I was going to cheer in college until after I made that decision. Um, so I made that decision to do business marketing in January and then, um, you know, made the team in May. So um, that was kind of different that way. And I wouldn't have done it any other way. Um, I know that it's kind of mainstream for a lot of student athletes to go into communications or that kind of a thing. That's what people, everyone thinks that they do. Um, but I mean, everyone's different and I really enjoyed what I did. Um, I'm not, you know, doing anything with my sports management minor right now. I wish that I could, um, but graduating in 2020 meant that there were no 
marketing where there was no marketing for sports. So, but I right. wouldn't have gone a different route um, degree-wise, no. Okay, yeah. So you you chose your academic career first and then um, your academic path first and then you went into being a, a an athlete. Yeah, which is very different from what most people do for sure. That's I definitely two claps for you. Like that's really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. I never thought about cheering in college, honestly, until um like probably a couple weeks before tryouts. So Yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. Um, so when you were you mentioned to me that you had injuries when you were doing gymnastics. So what were your injuries? So throughout like gymnastics and dance, that's when I had most of my like bone injuries. So uh, I broke the same toe three times, um, which isn't much until, you know, you're a gymnast and on your bare feet constantly. Um, So and one of those was a teammate like running over my toe, literally. So not necessarily gymnastics related. Um, I broke my foot in dance while I was doing gymnastics and dance simultaneously. and then I also had broken my tailbone, um, but it's hard because it was all actually unrelated except for my foot injury to gymnastics and dance. But either way, it affects, you know, your sport. Yeah. So how did that set you back with training? Um, I would say so my toes, I just pushed through. Um, my foot held me back for a good couple of months. Um, while I was in like a splint and on crutches and all of that. Um, So that's hard, but it's hard to sit there and like watch your teammates work. I think it's the hardest part. Um, Like, you know, you know, okay, I can develop those skills back and stuff, but the hardest part is just kind of sitting there and not partaking. Yeah. And you've also mentioned to me that you've had concussions. So how did you handle the setback of concussions? Uh, I didn't. Um, (laughs) I, Hopefully no one knows listening to this, but um, I never went through concussion protocol. That's advice I don't give people. Um, <laughs> but it just happened in cheer a lot of getting nailed, getting hit in the head a lot, um, which is tough. Um, and so that would happen. And, uh, you know, the way I would know it's a concussion is I'd leave practice, feel nauseous, that kind of a thing. Um, and some were worse than others for sure. But I think that the biggest thing is like, my advice for people is not to do that. Um, however, it's just hard to go through that and knowing that you have to take all of these steps um, in order to get back that I did not want to do, especially like my senior year. Um, so that's kind of how I handled it, which is not good. Yeah, I, I can totally see. I've never, I've never experienced concussion, knock on wood, but, um, I can see how like, you know, in the moment you're like, I just, I don't want this to be happening. So I'm just going to like ignore that it's happening. Um, but it's also your brain. So that's, that's, important to take care of um so yeah just uh listen to her advice kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah please yeah um, would not recommend <laughs> that's okay you're here today um <laughs> so what was the transition out of being a college athlete for you like for you and what did you do in your newfound free time um the hardest part of this is that i like it was a 180 flip um we ended 
what was called Mountain West Tournament, um, the basketball tournament in Las Vegas. We ended that, um, and then the world shut down, like the same, like the next day. Um, yeah. And so that was kind of a 180 flip of a lot of free time where, you know, we didn't have a banquet. Um, gyms were closed, so I couldn't do my normal, like, gym routine. Um, so that's when – you know, I was having to run outside all the time. I was living with my parents again um, after, you know, not wanting to pay to lease my apartment during that time. Um, so I think that it was kind of non-traditional that way, which happens probably to a lot of 2020 graduates. Um, and I would say that, like, athletic-wise, the biggest thing I was doing was running. But um, also the time where I was applying for jobs and, like, starting that transition in a really tough way. Yeah, that's um, that's especially tough for 2020 grads. It's like not only are you going into newfound free time, but you're going into big newfound free time. Um, At home. <laughs> yeah, and um, with the searching for jobs thing, like that's something that athletes, like that's just a different experience for them. And mm-hmm. then like finding, finding time in the gym is already a, a – like a hard thing transitioning out but like when it's not even an option like that's that's I can only imagine oh yeah I didn't think it was I was like mom like the gyms aren't gonna shut down are they and she's like no it'll be fine didn't know what that was gonna turn into but yeah yeah I I remember that time um I went back to my parents house as well and I um I I don't remember if I made my parents do this or if it was their idea. Uh, we got like a cheap like at home uh, stationary bike, yeah. And I got the I took advantage of Peloton's like sale because they were like, oh, you're gonna work out at mm-hmm. home here. Have your have this um like online um uh, membership, and that was super awesome. I did Peloton uh, workouts at home. Luckily, we we were able to snag a bike off of. Um, I think it was Craigslist, but like those things sold out so quickly. I know. It, my, it was um, crazy. My dad at that time bought a refurbished um, uh, spin bike too. And yeah, it was, it was, but Peloton, it was nice. I used the Peloton app too. Yeah. And the Peloton app was great because they had um, not only bike ride stuff, but like strength stuff. And luckily we had some, uh, weights at home because that was also um, sold out everywhere. Um, weights and yeah. yoga mats and anything fitness related sold out everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and um, it's just yeah, uh, 2020 was just insane. And I'm 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 glad I was still like in school. I wasn't really competing anymore, but I can't imagine just like graduating and then that's what it is. Yeah, it was, it was rough, um, but I mean, it's something to tell your kids one day, so. Yeah, for sure, you made it through. Um, so back to when you were competing, um, so what was one of your favorite moments while competing? Oh, I would say um, just kind of going back to more high school time when I actually was, like, competing for a sport, um, not doing, like, sideline cheer. Um I would say that my freshman year of high school, um, when I was in competitive cheer, um, we were at a competition in um, Las Vegas. And um, so there's a couple, like two giants.
giant competitions that end the year. Um, one is called Worlds and one is called Summit that was introduced that year. Um, and what happened with that is you had to get a bid to get there. Um, and in Vegas, we um, had one and then we actually got the very first bid ever. Um, and I mean, anytime you win, it's fun. Um, go for any sport, like that's what you work for is to win as much as you know you want to say you do it for fun. Um, not the case a lot of the times. <laughs> um, but that was kind of like the biggest like memory of a cherry on top is getting the first bid in the world to, um, you know, this new competition. That is really cool. That is. Yeah, it was fun. That sounds like a really cool experience. I love that. Um, so throughout this whole conversation, we've talked um, a lot about uh, we talked a bit of, about body image, um, going into the work world. Um, you know, different. We've hit on a lot of topics about the transition out of sports in general. But what aspect of the transition out of sports do you think that you could give great advice on? And this can be to anyone that's either preparing to retire from sports or recently did and might need advice. Yeah. I think that personally, like, of course, more things come up, um, especially being two years out of sports now, um, more things, you know, keep popping up. But I would say the biggest thing that has carried on is the lack of having a team. Um, you know, when you go into the work environment, you still have a team, but it's just not the same. You don't yeah. know the people the same. You're not spending that much time. You aren't in here literally, like, listing those people. Um, and... So um, I think that that was one of the hardest parts for me and still is. Um, and my best advice is, one, finding, like, a group of people that relate to you. Um, and I had a hard time with that for over a year. And then when I found F45, um, I'll just, you know, be a plug for F45 here. <laughs> and um, I think that that was really cool because I um, suddenly almost had a team behind me again, which sounds so weird because it's just a workout gym. Um, but, you know, you could find that basically anywhere, any group fitness class. Um, and I found a group of girls that all show up at 5.30 a.m. We do the 5.30 a.m. class, and it's kind of like a team thing again. Like, you kind of get nervous when, I guess, as if someone's not going to show up, like, oh, gosh, we're going to run more for this person, even though <laughs> it's not the case. Um, but just little things like that um, and just surrounding yourself with people that you want to be around like you did with your team and people that will uplift you that way, um, whether it's at work or a friend group or in the fitness world. Um, that's my best advice there. And, like, that's kind of what's carried on with me the most is that team aspect. I love that. I um, actually go to F45 here in San Diego as well and I can agree with that statement like it um, took a while to like save up to be able to go but it's so worth it to put it in the budget because you go through oh, yeah. that daily that daily like struggle together and um, you, you work through the workout together and it's like you push each other and it's it's like being a college athlete again where you're getting better and I feel like I'm starting to get back into like the same like strength that I had whenever I was in college which is like super cool yes and, I agree with that yeah yeah and like being around like people the same people every morning that like we can like talk about the workout and, and stuff like that like 
it's like in college and you have that team with you. Yeah, and it makes you feel like you're looking forward to working out again. Like, I think it's hard to leave your sport and leave, you know, of course those morning workouts stunk, but at least you're doing them with other people. Um, And I think it's hard to get back in the groove of just going to the gym and what do I do here and what's going to actually make me enjoy going. And it's like, now I always, I'm so excited to go to class at 5.30. I get sad if I have to miss it or something. Yeah, and I feel like it's another competitive aspect to things while while you're also, like, rooting on the people next to you. Yes, exactly. Exactly, it does. It's that whole team aspect while also, like, you know, you want to be at the top of the leaderboard or whatever the case is. Yes, so shout out Mark Wahlberg and everyone else that is in charge of F45. I've definitely put a plug in like multiple times in this podcast. Our our podcast, we can't can't go an episode without mentioning F45 at least two or three times. (laughs) Yes, F45, sponsor us. Um, (laughs) Do you have anything else to add? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, other than that, I mean, things obviously are hard as you transition with starting the work life, um, which was also, you know, hard suddenly having a nine to five. Um, And, you know, your body changing and stuff. Um, But, I mean, everything like that passes. Um, It's just a time and place for everything. Like, you're not an athlete anymore, and I think that's one of the hardest things to take away um, I mean, you, of course, you're forever an athlete, <laughs> but, um, you know, like your body's not made to do that forever. Right, right. And like the competitive part may be taken out of it, but you are still, you know, built like an athlete so you can go to the gym or like, you know, you still have the athlete mindset so you can, you know, do whatever you can do with that. Like it's, uh, but the day has to end one day for competing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's it's hard. And I mean, there's just certain aspects where you just have to start enjoying life again, whether that's when you get married, have kids, or you're just enjoying going to the gym every day. You're enjoying what you're doing for work. And I think that's a really hard thing to swallow, but um, everyone's kind of in it together. And I think that's the biggest piece of all of it. I agree. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Oh, no, thank you. I really enjoyed this, and it's really cool what you're doing, too, and um, I don't know, like, we haven't, like, with our podcast, we haven't seen anyone, like, super similar with this kind of, you know, mindset, so it's really cool to have someone in the same industry. Yeah, same, like, exactly the same for me. It's, um, this seems like a new industry that we're in, and it's exciting to be able to be a part of starting it. So thank yes. you for being, thank you for having this great conversation. I can't wait for people to hear it and, um, go listen to after the athlete podcast too. <laughs> great. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at Once an Athlete and Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew. If you missed the last podcast, our guest was volleyball player Madison Repack. In that episode, we talk about how she chose to become a sport performance consultant. Up next, we will have Crystal Vasquez as our guest. In that episode, we will be talking about how she uses her bilingual skills to give back to her Hispanic community in her work as a sport mental performance coach. Become a supporter of Once an Athlete by making a donation at onceanathlete.com slash donate. 
So far, we have shared the stories of 32 current and former athletes, and we are currently piloting a new mentorship program coming soon.